up, everybody? Welcome to The Geek Tank, episode 25. I'm your host this week, Joshua Mowley, and I'm joined by my good friend, Dave. Boop, boop. We're also joined by Steve, a.k.a. Frost hey. Uh Kyle is not here this week. Uh, he is busy working on some personal stuff. We wish him the best. Yeah. Hopefully he's back next week. He will. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. But Man can't uh, stay away. Can't stay away yeah. from me. So we have Steve here. We have Steve here now, and we haven't had Steve on in a little while, so that's that kind of cool. I missed yeah. you, Steve. I Thanks for having me, me on, now. guys. Yeah, no problem. You're always welcome. Um. <clears throat> anyway, let's just gonna start. Let's just start this off. How's everybody's week been? How, like, what have you been playing? Anything cool? What's going on? There is a game I want to talk about because I didn't think I was going to be playing it. I know you're thinking I'm going to say Titanfall 2 because I've been talking about Titanfall 2 like nine stops since I've I been didn't think it. you were going to say Titanfall 2. You did Really? I know you have been playing Titanfall 2. Okay. Well, actually, I picked up a new game because uh, as I've, I believe I've told you, uh, my whole project with Heavy Metal Bake Sale went balls up after a copyright claim from Bandai. But uh, yeah. So instead, I decided to check out a giant robot video game and possibly do some episodes of Heavy Metal Bake Sale on that. And so I picked up this random Steam game that came up when I searched, you know, just Mecca on Steam. And uh, so I'm playing this game called Project Nimbus, which is... Um, Why does that sound so familiar? It's an early access game, and I didn't know about it. Honestly, like, I, I feel like I should have, but I didn't. It's a, um, it's basically, it's Armored Core on PC. That's basically what it is. I mean... What? Um, with, the except, uh, with the exception of there's not as much, there's no customization. It's just pre-built mechs. Uh, so it's more just the combat of Armored Core, really. It's not the uh, right. it's not the deep customization part of Armored Core. Uh, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to wait for a video of this. What? Yeah. This looks dope. It's awesome, yeah, and it controls really, really, really well. Like actually, keyboard mouse, totally fine. Like I was, I was, I picked it up immediately. It was not. It, yeah. I didn't need the controls to tell me anything. I just did it. It was really, really, like really intuitive. Um, I'm playing a little bit of the campaign. It's you know, it's a it's a mecha campaign. It's not really. Especially like you know, like the Armor Core campaigns, it's like, uh, you know, it's not really, not really what you're there for. It's more for the combat and the, you know, just the fun of being in a giant fucking robot, uh, right? Because giant robots rock. <laughs> Plug. Uh, so. Robot rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I played a little bit of that. I mostly did their survival mode, which basically like they just put you against like increasingly harder waves and waves of enemies, and like you start out, you know pretty like you know your first wave you can pretty much just decimate especially if you pick like the like the most like tank like mech like basically if there's there's certain mechs that are like the standard mechs which are like super underpowered and they have like a like like one gun and like a missile launcher that can only lock on like like has like eight missiles that locks on and it fires and it's not very powerful but then you can pick something right. that has like 32 missiles and like has a bunch of different things like smart missiles and funnel bits and stuff like from gundam <laughs> and like it can get real super op really that. quick all you have to say is gundam yeah do it so um and i know that like that would seem like it would ruin the game because like there's clearly mechs that are better than others but really it's just more of like a challenge thing like i will set it to like the hardest mo difficulty and with the better mech i will get further but at some point i will inevitably hit a wall like there's never you, you get overwhelmed out at some point whereas if you pick the the you know the more simple mech the one with like just the gun and missiles it's a much harder fight and like by like wave five you're like you know basically like sweating because it's so freaking hard hmm. so really really enjoying that game and i'm definitely planning on doing an episode of uh 
I guess giant robots rock about it. I don't know. <laughs> Planning. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know. But It looks cool. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, what is that arcade game where you had the two joysticks? Uh, you, it, was, it was on like Dreamcast also. It was a mech game, but it was like one-on-one mech battles. One-on-one mech battles. It was on Dreamcast? It me nuts. I think it was on Dreamcast. I think. I don't know for sure. You're not I, talking about Steel Battalion, right? No. No. That's that's Xbox. Um, yeah. I'm gonna type in Mac Arcade game, and we're gonna find out. <laughs> uh, stream. Yep. Anyway, no, not Chrome Hounds. Get out of here. Virtual On. That is what it's called. I don't even know what that is. Ah oh, man, Virtual On was dope. Uh, it it uh, it was just like PvP. And you picked a mech, and your opponent picked a mech, and they were like, it was like built into a racing cabinet, so you like had two seats, and you both sat down, and then it was just two joysticks, and you you like control like if you wanted to go left, you'd go both left, and if you wanted to go right, you go both right, and then if you wanted to turn, you'd go like one up, one down, or whatever, and then they had like triggers and missiles and stuff. That sounds awesome. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, virtual on, virtual on. Yeah. Sounds really they good. Remake, they should remake that. <laughs> well, honestly, we're supposedly getting a, a new Armored Core game soon. Like, not soon, but it's supposedly that's what uh, From Software is working on now. So That would be cool. I'm super excited huh. for that. That would be super cool. I still wish they'd make Castlevania. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good with... I mean, granted, I'm more of a giant robot guy to begin with, so, like, I'm super excited for a, a new Armored Core with, like, you know, next-gen graphics and, you know put on my pc and turn it up to like 2k <sighs> that'd be cool yeah anyway uh steve what do you got for me um recently they put out the version 1.4 patch for vermintide so i continued losing my soul to that game yeah, i was gonna say you've been playing that forever <laughs> <laughs> i pop in and out of it every few months for like 30 to 40 hours <laughs> um so it's it's accumulated quite a bit of time over the past year i'm to 182 hours total in it get damn um which is quite a bit for me since i usually spend like 20 to 40 hours with most games um but yeah they uh they added that quest and contract board in it so every day you pop in and there'll be three items that are up for grabs and a bunch of uh like daily quests you can do so it's kind of i guess that's really what it is it's kind of like daily quests um and when you complete the quest you'll make progress to unlocking the item so it's just it's a kind of it, it, it gives people incentives to play more than just the three maps that are optimal for grinding out gear the fastest yeah so a lot of people have been jumping back into it and also playing a wider variety of maps which is good because i was one of the few people who actually played different maps because i get bored playing the same map over and over again yeah so um yeah, I've, I've quite enjoyed that but i i after putting another 30 hours into the game i i think i'm ready to put it aside for a bit and play something else and i'll probably pick it up again in the new year because it looks like they're putting out the uh some new dlc for it with new maps like in the next couple of weeks so <laughs> you know that that whole like not liking the, the one map thing explains why you don't like mobas very much um i like mobas i hate the people who play mobas okay i stand corrected <laughs> I, I, i'll stand by you i'll stand I, by you. I put i hate like, myself too 
<laughs> yeah, I well, like I put two months, like two, like eight weeks into Heroes of the Storm this year, and that was like, God, almost two hundred hours. Um, so that's the most I've. That's like that's my most played game this year, um, and I refuse to go back to it because it's just I got so sick of people. Like the higher up in 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 like the rankings I got for that, the more angry people got so like just you do something and someone would like immediately start questioning and just go fucking full tilt on you and i'm like oh this is the worst (laughs) this isn't fun i like i want to just have fun but like when you the only way like and people even did it in like just quick match so like that's supposed to be just the shits and giggles mode and people still were super serious about everything all the time so I ended up like going back to bot matches, but I because I've been playing humans so often, I just ruffle stomp the bots, and I'm like, oh god, I can't have fun with this game anymore. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that. Uh... Oh, that's a weird message in chat. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I better delete that. What? What? What, what did it say? Somebody it's like someone's himself? phone number. It says, "Can you call me?" And I'm like, "Nope." Call the Josh? I'm not calling shit. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> I'm not calling nothing. One interesting um, thing that's happened to us. Just just pissing all over it. Yeah. First <laughs> time we stream, it's like, here you go. Here's some weird ass phone number. Uh it's probably a bot. Still, call that bot. Get that bot booty. Uh I'm not doing that. <laughs> Another sad. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> You know, I, I will say for Heroes of the Storm, it's gotten a lot better. Quick play is more like what you were talking about. It's just like no one cares. At I least when I the... when I jumped back in recently and played, like recently, it seemed like it was totally fine. Like I I didn't really encounter anyone. I encountered like one dude who did like a wow really, and then I just muted him. I was like whatever. I already know you're gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I with with competitive games, I like I I tend to prefer when there's just a shits and giggles mode because I like I'm just I'm usually whenever I have like a competitive ranking attached to something, I can never have fun playing. Like I'm just as bad as a lot of people I complain about. Nah. So I like I try not to engage in any kind of like whenever I I want to you know I'd be like ah oh, fuck you and like chat. I'm like no, don't type that. That will make you just as bad as them. Um, don't go to their level. But, like. Yeah, exactly. But like, I, I, whenever there's a ranking attached to something, I always get super frustrated with losses. Where if there's no ranking at all and I can just like piss around and have fun, then I end up just pissing around and having fun. So, um, yeah, that's so. Yeah, Vermintide, and I've also been playing this um, indie. It's like a beat 'em up fighter kind of. Uh, it's called Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds. Um, huh. You Sounds play as you play as like one of these little like Sailor Moon girls and you <laughs> just beat the shit out of stuff and it's really fun because it actually uses like a fighting game combo system and there's also like dodging and blocking and stuff. Now when so you when, I, you, pick, I, when you pick your character Steve, do does do the Sailor Moon thing like like the uh no, whole transformation like when, process. <laughs> when you start off the like the beginning of the level, they're like wearing regular clothes and then they do like a little dance and there's a flash and they're dressed up in their like battle outfits, which are just like fucking maid outfits. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sailor Moon. I, I'll freely admit that when I was a kid I was I was into it. Sailor I don't even care. Moon. 
Saddle Moon. I watched it. Everyone watched it. Yeah. Every guy yep. watched Every guy Sailor watched Moon, that. and Every they don't. Person. And some people don't want to admit it. I'm like, you watched it and you loved it. Don't you tell me I otherwise. I watched it. I watched the shit out of that. I watched I it a few it. times, but I could never get into it. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> they have the um, the best gifts are Sailor Moon gifts. Pretty much. That and Spider Man gifts. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. All Sounds right. Good. So, I haven't been playing much because I've been super busy. I did play some ESO, which um, I, I had never that. really played before. Yeah, it was really fun, <laughs> I have to admit. I played for two hours, and we had a good time. Um, I'm not going to dig super into it. You you all know what ESO is. Uh, Elder Scrolls the one Online, thing, for those of you yes, who don't. <laughs> the one thing I, that I played today that... Uh, came out today oh. and I'm super into oh. surprisingly is the division's new dlc uh the survival so uh for anyone watching because there's a couple of you watching and i don't know if any of you know this but division had a new dlc pack drop today and it's basically its own pvp pve mode called survival and what it does is it just turns the whole game into like a survival game mode sort of like uh h1z1 or something like that so it you don't bring in your gear you don't bring in your character level or anything flat slate so it starts off you're like in a helicopter the helicopter crashes and then you have like a torn hazmat suit and basically you like there's a big snowstorm coming in so you have to manage your hunger you have to manage your thirst you're dying from the virus so you have to find medicine and uh like pills and stuff to keep you from dying um interesting you yeah so and also you start off with only a pistol and you're only in this hazmat suit you don't have a virus mask or a filter or anything so you're screwed so basically um they <clears throat> they start you off in like a room and you kind of get a you get acclimated and then you go outside and there's a snowstorm and you have up in the right corner like your body temperature and it tells you like your temperature's dropping burp, burp, burp. and so um that's actually what it you says. have to find fire you have to find fire and you have to stand by the fire to like warm yourself up or you have to like find a shelter or go in a building or like go in a safe house or something to like warm yourself back up because um, your temperature drops like super quick so basically when you first start you're like running from fire to fire just hoping there's enemies so you can kill them and hope to god they have like medicine or water or something you know um but you're not alone in this so they they drop you and 23 other people just in the whole city so it, it the the multiplayer map is the entirety of the New York world map from the actual game. So like everyone's just sprinkled over the entire thing. And it doesn't matter dark zone or nothing. Like people can kill you and take your stuff Jeez. if they want, or you can team up with them. I teamed up with somebody when I played today and we actually made it out. We won my first game. I made it out alive. It took an hour. Damn. Uh, they can go up to two hours. They don't usually. That's unusual. It's about 45 minutes to an hour. 
depending on if you actually make it out. Like if you die, obviously, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it out. But well, yeah, yeah. So you find just like in the game, you find crafting materials like electronics and fabric and stuff. You actually use the fabric to craft the appearance items, which in the normal game are just like transmog. In uh, survival, though, they actually like warm you more so they keep you from they keep your temperature from decreasing so at first you have a temperature decrease to the level of like one which means like your body temperature is falling really quickly like you only have like a minute before you start freezing to death so you that's why you're darting from fire to fire in the very beginning uh but like once you start getting fabric you're like okay i can make myself like a beanie or a jacket or something like that level goes up until you're like fully clothed and then you're like you know cold coldness level like 14 or 15 or whatever <laughs> then it's like you have a whole 10 15 minutes you can stay out in the cold until you're like oh i got i need to go warm up you know what i mean fishing a bunch of people hauling by a fire like you know pushing newspapers into their clothes to keep themselves warm <laughs> yeah and then one guy's yeah. like no bro i made a beanie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's Everyone also like turns around and pulls their fucking gun on him. <laughs> it's, it's really cool because like any any source of fire is will give you warmth. So like I found a burning car. I went over there and I was like warming myself up next to the burning car and stuff. Or like oh, nice. you'll I find like these empty drums uh laying around you know like in movies is like the bums are always like warming up self up in the fire and the like weird metal drums or whatever there's there those around the world garbage. but then there's there's also ones that just aren't lit and you can find them but and you'll light and you'll light them on fire however like because it's a snowstorm and it's super dark all the time like you can't see down the street which makes it like way more tense because it's like this intense snowstorm at night so it's like, if I light this fire, I'll get warmed up. But if there's some asshole like a block away, he's gonna see it. You know yeah. what I mean? And then I'm just gonna be standing here warming up, and then he's gonna run up and take all my medicine. I can't have that. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe it'll be warm. Yeah, but how you win is basically you survive long enough to build a virus filter, and which is like the mask. So that you can go in the dark zone, and then you go. Once you go in the dark zone, you can find like uh, sealed treasure boxes, which you can use to extract. And you'll actually get to keep those treasure boxes. So if you find them, they're like, oh, if you actually make it out of the game and don't die, like you get to bring these boxes back to your like character, like your actual character, and you'll get like actual gear. So it's like an incentive for like, you know, playing it outside of the fact that it's just a fun game mode. But um, after you do that, you have to build like a flare gun and then you have to go to an extraction zone and light and shoot the flare and then wait like three minutes for a helicopter to come pick you up. And in that time, every other player sees the flare go up and it like does this huge warning that's like so and so like is calling a helicopter and all that stuff. And then also, also they have this new enemy called the Hunters. And they're basically they behave like age like rogue agent bots basically. They do all the weird diving and stuff and like come out and they are freaking ruthless. And they'll they try to come kill you once you like light the flare. Like light the signal fire. 
and it's so tense. Like, I was having a pretty okay time. I was like, all right, I'm doing good. I'm finding a lot of medicine. I have a lot of soda and water. Like, I'm not thirsty. I got a bunch of energy bars. Like, I'm doing really good, you know? And then near the end, I had built the flare gun before anyone else. And also, there's a counter. It's like Hunger Games. Like, they tell you when someone dies. So, like, when you start off, it's like 24. And then for the first minute, it starts going like 22 agents left, 20 agents left, oh, or so whatever. It's kind of like a H1Z1 in that regard. Yeah. So, near the end, it there was six of us. And it hadn't moved in a while. And I can see them all working together in chat. I was by myself. I didn't want anybody's help because I didn't trust anybody. But, like, <laughs> we're all, they're all talking, like, oh, yeah, we're, I'm get, we're getting ready to go in the dark zone. Meanwhile, I've been in the dark zone for, like, ten minutes. And I light my flare, and I, and I just see, like, the thing. Like, I just see, like, the, the, the big thing that's, like, Jawa Josh, like, lit the flare in You're dark like, zone number fuck! three at this location. And I'm like, oh, God. So, <laughs> what like, have I done? So I almost died here. Thank thank God for the guy who came to save me. I, like, went down. And when you die, you have five minutes where, like, another player can come revive you. And so I'm just sitting there. I was like, I'm just going to see if anyone actually comes. Four minutes go by. I'm on my last minute. Someone picks me up. And I'm like, oh my god. And then they send me a party invite. And then we proceeded to defend the helipad for three minutes. And we got out alive. Nice. And I won. And my god, I only got to play the one match this morning. But all I've been thinking about all day while I've been at work is like, man, I want to play more of survival. Because it's so fun. And... um. There's actually a version you can play of it that's just PVE, like there won't be any rogue yeah. agents, but that's boring to me. I want the I want the thrill, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um question. If if I just yeah. bought the vanilla version of the game, do I get the the survival mode or is that just for no. the season pass holders? Uh, it's an expansion. You can buy it uh yeah, you... without buying the season pass. I think you can even buy it without buying underground. So because I have the season pass, I got it through some weird way, but I got it. Through Joshy Josh ways. I got it through a Josh way, but uh, so I have Underground. Even though I hadn't, I played Underground for the literally the first time the other day. Uh, you don't really need it. It's like its own mode. Underground's like literally its own mode. So you don't. I don't think you need to own Underground to buy Survival. Um, you, uh, according to the Steam page, you just need the base game. Yeah. So, because, um, again, like, Underground didn't... I don't think it raised the gear score level. It was 229 that whole time. Yeah. This one actually raises the gear score level. So, uh, it was 229. Now it's like 256 or something, something like that. Um, but, yeah, it is a ton of fun. I noticed today that Division went on sale on PS4 on Amazon for like 10 bucks, so I snagged two copies because I uh, have I want to play it on PS4 with my Destiny clan. I have it on PC. Yeah. So I remember um, when we bought it, you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put it on PC," and then like we both played alone basically. Oh yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I played but, on uh, I played on Xbox. I was like, "Well, no one else." That's here. right. I know that man. I can't. Tell you what, man. 
But I tell you what, for Ghost Recon, I am buying it on PS4. I'm super hyped for Ghost Recon. Uh. Um, so, but overall, and, and I mean, they added some other stuff. Like, they, they added a ton of quality of life stuff to, in their 1.5 patch. And they also added, like, um, a new world tier and, of course, a higher gear score. They added a bunch of new gear sets and some other stuff and just made, like, certain things better. But overall, like, I've seen people say that they're pretty happy with survival, but they're like, loot is too hard to get. I don't even care, honestly. I think the mode is so much fun. I don't even care if I get loot. I mean, it's nice to get the loot. I think it's cool, but, like, I'm so not invested in this game's end game. Like, I could just play survival until whatever is next, you know? Like, it's just so cool. And I, I kind of wish that the game had launched with something like this because it kind of needed it. Like, it needed its own dedicated PvP sort of mode similar to, like, Destiny hung on by a thread because it had Crucible, you know, and Division had none of that. It was, like, all just PvE and then the Dark Zone, which was a nightmare for a long time. So... I, I think the game needed this. I've seen some people say, like, I wish there was more story stuff. Keep in mind that this is only the second out of the three expansions that people were supposed to get. And around now, we were supposed to be getting the third expansion, but because the game was so broken and stuff, like, Massive said, we're delaying our expansions until we get 1.4 out because yeah. we want to fix the game. And you know what? They did. They really did fix the game. And 1.5 is awesome, and I really love survival mode. I'm interested to see if the last expansion, Last Stand, I think it's called, has like any story stuff in it because a lot of people have been saying like, I want more, I want more story content. They literally have not added any story content to the game since. Last, last it came Stand out. sounds like it'd be more of a horde mode, just based off of the name. Maybe. I don't know. We don't really know what it is. They just have said it's an expansion. But they mm. said that it got delayed. So I imagine Last Stand is going to be what, uh, to the division, what Taken King was to Destiny. That's what I would say. That's what that will probably be. But I I don't know. I'm not super plugged into the division community, honestly. Uh, I've just kind of like dipped back in and was like this week and was like, what's going on in here? And I was like, oh, this in. is a fun game mode. <laughs> yeah survival is really awesome. awesome i really recommend people dump jump back in it's super fun and you can queue up into survival games with your friends so um like you can queue up you'll all be in random spots but you can find each other and team up and and like play the survival mode together nice uh yeah so that's cool um all I'll say, because we've been doing this, this has been going kind of long. All I'll say about Darksiders, the War Baked or whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> Warmongered Edition, War Mastered, thing that came out, War Mastered Edition, yeah. whatever. We have to think about like, uh, Remastered. Yeah, I love that game. It's God of War meets Zelda. It's only twenty dollars. Uh, if you have PS, it runs in sixty frames per second. Every version. It's on Xbox One, PS4, PC. If you have it on PC or you have a PS4 Pro, you can play it in 4K with 60 frames per second. And that game actually still looks pretty good. I was like, you know, this game has an art style that holds up. It's very comic booky, you know. The combat still feels freaking awesome. Feels great to play. Nice. Uh, I, I I love that game. So um, 
I would play it now, but like I got survival and then also SRL's coming back soon and then Final Fantasy's next week. I don't have time. So It's the holidays, man. I don't know. I know. But you know, I'm gonna have more time to play stuff pretty soon because we're going on winter break. But Well, you're going uh, on winter break, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I don't get a winter break either. Retail. I don't want to go on winter break, but that's how it goes. Anyway, um, that's it. We're gonna get into the news now. Uh, Josh, what? The rigmarole. The rigmarole. Do you want me that to I say don't it? have open. I'll say it, ladies and gentlemen. You we, can say it. I've said it so many times, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Geek Tank Podcast, a podcast where we enter the gaming trenches and give you our brutally honest opinions about gaming in general. If you like this uh, podcast, feel free to like us or follow us on Twitch. If you are watching us on Twitch right now, this is actually our first episode that we are doing on Twitch. Uh, get, show us in some way that you appreciate us, because whether it is your first or your twenty-fifth time, I want to say your twenty-fifth time. Twenty-fifth uh, time. Oh my god, I got it. I didn't even look you it did up get beforehand. It right. Fuck yeah. Uh, you are a member of Italian. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to This Week in Gaming. Whoa, there's news stories on the overlay now. Whoa. Magic's in uh, the air. The- Magic's in the air. <laughs> This comes. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this at home is just so confused right now. That's the brilliance of it. Oh man, Blizzard's giving Overwatch a Symmetra a second ultimate ability and a like not a total rework, but a pretty big rework. So, um, this story comes from Polygon. I'll just read a little bit of it. In Overwatch, heroes typically only have one single ultimate ability. That's no longer true of Symmetra whose moveset Blizzard Entertainment whose moveset Blizzard Entertainment is being redesigned in a coming update. That's a bad sentence. Uh, lead designer Jeff Kaplan detailed the various changes to the character in the latest Overwatch developer update, which you can watch above. I watched the whole thing. Um, before we get into Symmetra, they had two changes. They said that the new map that they showed at BlizzCon is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Egypt one. I imagine it in the same patch that this all these Symmetra changes are happening. Um, and then also they're adding a quality of life feature where if you like the people you played with in a game, you can basically um, like push a button that says, like, I want to keep playing with these people, and it will send all of them party invites, oh, and you can awesome. party up with them, um, which I think is super cool. The Symmetra changes are basically... Her, her big problem was that she's really good in the beginning of the game. And she's really useless later in the game. And she's really useless later in the game. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so what they're doing is now, instead of just having her ultimate ability, which is the uh, teleporter, you're going to be able to switch her teleporter into some into a shield generator. So basically, when you get to the point where you're... Um, like near the end of the game and you're trying to just defend one point, you can turn her teleporter into a shield generator and it, it apparently has just a gigantic radius. So it'll cover like the whole point. And basically what you do is you hide it sort of like you hide the teleporter and it basically renews people's shields. Um, 
for you instead of you like having to like mash e and just look at people and hope to god you know what i mean like that you're putting shields back on them because they said that it was like a burden when you're trying to um like put turrets down and also maintain the point because like when you were you know when you are uh playing symmetra there's just like so much going on uh so i i think this is really cool symmetra is one of my favorite characters so i'm i'm excited to see uh, you know, the stuff they do with her kit. I don't think anything else is getting changed all that much, but it, it sounds cool because I agree, that was that was a huge problem with her. Mm -hmm. that yeah. Totally useless later on. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't say when this was happening, by the way. They just said that it's happening some point soon. Um, Isn't it on the uh, PTR already? No, I think it's soon. I'm. I would imagine sometime in the next two weeks it'll be on PTR. Mm. If I had to guess. Anyway, next news story: Gone Home bundled with 150 other games Jesus. for two great causes. Gone Home, Proteus, and 149 other indie games are currently being sold in a bundle on itch.io in an effort to raise money for two nonprofit organizations that may soon be more vital than ever. Known as a good bundle, the package includes <laughs> includes 151 DRM-free games from 115 indie developers. It's not quite a pay-what-you-want bundle. The minimum price is $2, but that only nets you 89 of the games, like Zoe Quinn's Depression Quest. If you pay <laughs> not if you pay $8, you'll receive 36 additional titles, such as Vector Park's Metamorphal Metamorphal Bit. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. And if you contribute 20 or more dollars, you'll get everything in the bundle, including marquee games like Mid Boss's Read Only Memories, which I actually played at Gamer, and it's pretty cool. I would recommend it. Um, more than 25 of the titles are browser based, the rest are, are playable on Linux, Mac, and/or Windows PC, depending on the games in question. Uh, I saw this today. This is pretty cool. Um, it's a lot of games. Yeah, 150 uh, games. Yes, yes, shit. it is. 150, 150 indie games, including Gone Home, you know, which is a, an amazing game, and it's only uh, eight bucks for the most part. Twenty bucks if you want to if you want to get like read-only memories and everything else. But uh, I think this is super cool. Um, snag it. <laughs> obviously yeah. especially if you've never played some of these games before because some of them are incredible um yeah any thoughts on the indie bundle well, i think it's really cool what, if it's for uh, good cause, yeah sorry i missed what charities are they are they for um the non-profits i they're planned parenthood and uh i'm forgetting the other one and i just closed the tab but I know it's Planned Parenthood, and then the other one is escaping me, unfortunately. That's actually the game's name. No, I'm kidding. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it past. Hang on, I'm, I'm clicking it to see. It is for uh, the ACLU. Oh. Um, so the ACLU and Planned Parenthood basically get, I believe, a hundred or fifty percent of all of it, basically. Hmm. Okay. Or 100%. Oh, wait, no, it's split 50-50 between those, basically. Um, 
Anyway, next news story. Controversial Pokemon and Metroid fan games removed from the Game Awards ballot, which <sighs> we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the Game Awards right now, so let's yeah, let's just talk about it. We're talking about it later. Yeah, we're talking about it later. Fine. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about this, but we're going to talk about the Game Awards in general later. So um, I'll read just a little bit of the news story. Two games inspired by Nintendo properties are no longer eligible for this year's The Game Awards. I don't know why they didn't, wouldn't just call it Game Awards, but okay. Despite their inclusion on the ballot earlier this week, NeoGAF posters spotted that Pokemon Uranium and another Metroid 2 remake have disappeared from the nominees for Best Fan Creations and the event's organizers haven't provided a reason for the change. Pokemon Uranium and AM2R both courted controversy earlier this year as Nintendo cracked down on unlicensed projects that had used its intellectual property. AM2R, an ambitious revamp of Metroid 2 The Return of Samus, launched over the summer after years in the making, only for Nintendo to squash the free download just weeks after release. The company cited copyright claims, which it would give as the reason for shutting down numerous other off unauthorized fan projects in the subsequent weeks, which they go on to say this also happened with Pokemon Uranium and so on and so forth. So thoughts, I actually didn't even know that these were up for an award until I saw the news that they were getting removed. Um, I saw the, uh, the award, like the nominations earlier in the week and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. The, um, two fan projects that Nintendo DMC eight are up there. And like three or four days later, they were gone. So I'm like, oh, well, Nintendo fixed that then, didn't they? Yeah, I, I bet. Do they have other things nominated right now? Yeah, it's Brutal yeah. Doom and something else. Uh, it's Skyrim mod, I believe. Yeah. Is the other one. Basically two games. No, are... I meant does Nintendo themselves have stuff up for nomination? Uh... Just in general or... In know. general, let's take a look. Um, nothing, or yeah, there's a few games that they have up. Um, Fire Emblem, I believe, yeah, is Fire the Emblem biggest Fates, thing they've got up there. Monster Hunter, and, Pokemon and Go, Pokemon Go by like association. Yeah. Um, but then again, we're not supposed to be talking about this. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would I would imagine that they were taken down because Nintendo said, "Oh, for you're we're not going to support the game awards if you don't take these down." Because fuck these games. Yeah. I I I get it. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily happy about it. I played Pokemon Uranium. I didn't get a chance to play the Metroid thing. I thought Pokemon Uranium was really cool. What I'm I I'm not necessarily like angry, but I do get it because. The game awards aren't necessarily something that is meant for us, like the uh, hardcore sort of, um, you know, gamer bubble people. It's it, it. I mean, we watch the game awards sometimes with disdain, but I think the game awards are for like the mass of everyone else who doesn't read IGN or Polygon or GameSpot every day. And they just play like Call of Duty and occasionally like their friend says, hey, have you heard about, you know, this game? And they go to GameStop and pick it up when it's used like half a year later. You know, people that just don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. I think those people watch the Game Awards. And I can tell you that if, you know, some kid is watching this and sees Pokemon Uranium, they're going to be confused. Like, even though it says fan creation, and I know that's a good argument, like, it says fan creation, this is for that nomination, they're, 
like there are people i remember hearing stories there were people that would go into game stops during you know like when mario sunshine came out and they'd be like hey can i get mario sunshine for the original xbox and they'd be like that's a nintendo only game they'd be like what do you mean like they would just didn't understand so i can uh, tell you right now oh my that, god yeah so i can tell you right now that if it was like if if this if those were up there you know i truly believe there would have been people going into gamestop saying like i want to buy pokemon uranium and stuff or <laughs> i want to buy you know another metroid fan 2 thing uh mainly pokemon especially because sun and moon literally came out last week so yeah, yeah that's the big part of it yeah exactly so it kind of makes sense to me I mean, it sucks. But... I guess. I guess when you break it down like that, I, I'm a little less bitter about it. But my like my initial reaction to it was like, okay, you DMCA'd the project. That's fine. You're protecting your intellectual property. I get that. But why the fuck did you take them off the ballot? But like with that explanation, I suppose that kind of that makes a little more sense for yeah. like a reason behind it instead of just being a malicious act of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, my opinion of it is much like yours, Josh. I mean, they have they had every right to do this, and I totally understand them doing it. I think that was the fair thing, considering that they are the rights holder. That being said, they're still a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, and I don't think anyone particular. I don't think I get a lot of disagreement on that one. Like, this is a real douchebag move on their part. Um, they're completely within their right to make said douchebag move, but it is still a douchebag move. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I get it. So, I get it too. Still, I can't bag, say that it. I can. I can't say <laughs> that I'm. I'm mad. Like it. It just makes sense. Like if I was Nintendo, you know, and I just had a Pokemon game come out, and I, it's probably doing really well. But even I would be like, you can't. You can't be doing this. Like you can't be promoting something that breaks our copyright lot like i i understand i'm not on that side of the fence so obviously as a fan my reactions to be like like why can't i have this but you know if i was on the other side i could totally understand being like you know being in their position so yeah i mean it's hard for me to see it that way because of i mean granted i get what you're saying but it's like we're also talking about the company that like dmcas and goes after youtube creators and whatnot so. yeah i mean that is a whole different topic but yeah. yeah they are very like they're stuck in the dark ages so yeah. we'll see how it changes uh with the you know switch at some it. point yeah we switch you the switch it. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh uncharted 4 and getting wave-based survival mode next month whoa mm, whatever so this was a mode that was in or well they had a co-op mode in uncharted 3 it was actually pretty fun i actually played it a little bit um i'll just read a little bit of this so uncharted 4 thieves and developer naughty dog is adding a wave-based horde style mode to the game's multiplayer component called uncharted 4 survival everyone wants to use the word survival we've said survival like 10 times in this show by the way so much survival i know Oh, surviving. I mean, you could argue that's all we ever want to do, and that's all we ever do in life is just try to survive. It's beautiful, uh, Josh. Beautiful. <laughs> surviving the original video game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
let's see. Da -da 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 uh, you'll be facing off against human enemies in survival mode, including standard shoreline mercenaries and tougher foes such as snipers, brutes, and hunters. Survival mode offers 50 increasingly difficult waves of those enemies across 10 different maps. IGN reports that the mode is split into 10, se uh, 10 sets of 5 waves and that you can save your progress along the way. Thanks, Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you don't have to set aside hours and hours of time to play through the entire thing. You can also choose a difficulty from the start, and once you beat survival on the hard setting, it unlocks crushing. Um, cool. That's all I have. I mean, I I liked co I liked um, co-op and the multiplayer in Uncharted two and three. I really dug them. Not so much in four. I thought the multiplayer was like not as good. There's something about it. I don't know. I don't think Maybe I rose tinted glasses for the other two, but I was I was straight obsessed with Uncharted 4 multiplayer. Like I I prestiged in that game like six times. That's how crazy it got. Damn. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. I dude, don't even get started. I loved Uncharted 3 multiplayer. It was so fun. Uh oh, I gotta switch this on the uh, on the thingy. Hang on. <clears throat> All right. Next, Assassin's Creed will herald Ubisoft's new, less scripted, scripted narrative approach. Ubisoft is fully committed to a philosophy that it's been testing for some time, focusing on the game worlds rather than on a scripted stories. The next Assassin's Creed title will be the first Ubisoft project to launch with that new direction, said Chief Creative Officer Sergey Haskell. I don't know how to say <laughs> Yves Guillemot in an interview with Le Mans. Uh... He says, this game is becoming less important. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what interests me is to make worlds that are interesting to me, even as a tourist. Um, and then says something about it. Basically what they're saying is they want it to be more like Dishonored. Like where you just have a bunch of tools and you solve the problem yourself. Because like a lot of the criticism Assassin's Creed gets is that it should be a stealth game and it's not a stealth game. Uh, there's like occasionally a stealth mission. And then that's it. Yeah, I was I was gonna say when I read the um read the piece about this, I was like, oh, so they want to do that Bethesda thing where they just drop you in a world, give you some shit, and tell you to solve the problems on like how the hell you feel like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but this is exciting to me. I actually like Assassin's Creed, and I'm excited to see if that whole Watch Dogs thing where it's in Egypt is actually real. Um. I think that would be super cool because I love ancient Egypt and I love Assassin's Creed and I would love an Assassin's Creed in ancient Egypt. That's all. Um, Blizzard cancels Overwatch graphic novel. Uh, so Blizzard's full-length graphic novel set during the early years of Overwatch's universe, Overwatch First Strike, has been canceled. Lead writer Michael Chu announced today in a post on the official Overwatch forums saying, ultimately decided to take the story in a different direction. Um, the original idea for the graphic novel dates back to the early days of the game's development and came across and came from our desire to tell the story of the founding of Overwatch during the Ominic Crisis, she explained. In the years since First Strike's, con Strike's conception, we've done a lot of development on the universe and its stories. While the core of this story remains, we have changed and expanded upon how we see the events that took place during the first days of Overwatch. So for now, the adventures of Gabrielle Reyes, Jack Morrison, Anna Amari, 
Reinhardt Wilhelm, Torborn, and more. We'll have to wait for another day. But we know that this is a story that you are excited about, and it's still one we plan to tell. Um, this was supposed to come out in three months. Uh, I find it crazy that they waited this long to say anything. I mean, they probably decided on this earlier. They just didn't. They forgot. <laughs> like, yeah, or that, or they just didn't have like a good time to say. <laughs> They're it. like, so, oh, like, wait a minute. Um, yeah, here's the thing that we were gonna do, and we, we were kinda yeah. changed the canon, so this isn't. We'll get to it about you Just, just, just go play yeah. Overwatch. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh no, we forgot to uh, tell people that the comic book got canceled. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of whatever to me. I mean, I mean, sorry. wasn't wasn't BlizzCon like what, like a week, two weeks ago? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Josh, you would know. Yeah, so... BlizzCon so was, yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah, so they wouldn't want to announce it, like, right after. There's a bunch of other really positive news about Blizzard titles that is circulating, right? So yeah. they probably just waited for that to kind of, like, you know, give themselves a little breathing room, let let the kind of hype from all the stuff they announced die down, and be like, oh, yeah, here's this other thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So... It's a good point. Um, I don't know. I'm sad, but I imagine this comic will get either it'll it'll get redone somehow. It'll be like a novel, or it'll be another totally different graphic novel, or it'll be a short or something. Yeah, <laughs> we'll people, see. People really like them. Their uh, their Overwatch lore. So. I love me some Overwatch. Tell you what. Anyway, uh, last piece of news. Another Blizzard-related one. More speculatively. Speculaty. What's a good word for that? What's a good made-up word for this? I don't know, man. You're on your own with Whatever. that. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, Blizzard working on an unannounced first-person project. What? Perfect. I can quit my job and I can get a job at Blizzard. <laughs> uh, Blizzard is... This comes from GameSpot. Blizzard is working on a, quote, unannounced project that utilizes a robust first-person engine, according to two job listings on the company's U.S. career sites. The listings are for two lead software engineers, both... Oh, my God, there's an ad playing somewhere. Stop it, GameSpot. Stop it! Ah! There we go, I got it. I got it. I'm sorry, everyone. Autoplay videos, am I right? Uh, Thank you so much. Anyway, the listings are for two lead software engineers, both specifically prefer, uh, preferring workers with experience working on first-person games. To date, Overwatch is the only first-person game Blizzard has ever developed. It's not clear whether the project these job listings refer to is an expansion or sequel to Overwatch or a new game altogether. Other series from the... Uh, oh, this is some other thing. It's just like, I, if you didn't know what Blizzard made... Um, <laughs> I don't think this is an Overwatch thing. If I'm being honest, I think it is. I mean, I think that they're just, think it is. they're just making some stuff for Overwatch, so they're getting a team together. I, I seriously doubt. Like everyone keeps bringing up this idea that like Overwatch is going to have an expansion. Well, I'm I not saying an expansion. I'm just saying more serious content. Serious doubts, but it's saying it's a it's a whole project. Like it, it they would say. Blizzard well, says, like, on I their mean, site, like, you know. I mean, TF2 dropped Man vs. Machine, and that was free, and that was an expansion, basically. 
you know, no, that was like a patch. I mean, uh, an expansion mode. implies that it's paid content. I don't think you're ever going to see paid content for I mean, Overwatch. Why would they dilute their market by making another first-person shooter to directly compete with Overwatch? Why would they do that? That's not what I'm saying. Well, what are they going to do with it then? I don't know. That's the question. Well, why would right? they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Like They, they have had their two strategy shooter. games for a long time. I mean, it's true. But... I, I'm just saying like, it could be something else. Like, I don't we don't is. know. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you'd ask anybody 10 years ago if Blizzard would ever make a card game that was successful, people probably would have said, no, you're out of your mind. Well, I mean, it... here we are in a Hearthstone world, you know? True. Um, oh, man. What if it's fucking like StarCraft, but an FPS? That's what I'm thinking. That's what? what I think. like, Didn't they, weren't they making that? Well, they Mario. were making Ghost, and that yeah. was a third-person shooter, but they passed it off to, like, three other development <laughs> houses before it got canceled. Wow. Because it just never panned out. Like, it it had so many ideas and went through so many iterations, and Blizzard is just like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and they just throw it out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what this either is is, and I really doubt it's another multiplayer first-person shooter, I had to be honest. I hope not. If it is a StarCraft thing, it's probably a single-player thing, but it could just be something totally different. Like, I, who knows? I mean, I, my thing about the Overwatch thing is, like, I just don't see them releasing paid content because they just split that base right down the middle, and then... No, they wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, they wouldn't. And they I, wouldn't I really doubt great. they're going to do that, so... I don't know. I oh, mean, I, I I mean, if they did release that, I mean, I would buy it because I'm a weirdo. But I like a lot <laughs> of people wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna stick to it being just Overwatch content until we hear more. Oh man, but like a star. What if it was like? See, I'm thinking like Vermintide. What if it was like a four-player co-op thing where you play Marines and you fucking mow down exactly wave after you mow wave down of Zerg. Zerg. Yeah. That'd be fucking dope. What if, it's, what if it's like Killing Floor, but it's Zerg, Zerg and Terran? Yeah. Wouldn't that be Zerg, awesome? Zerging. You floor. unlock like you unlock like upgrades and stuff for your like That'd be Marine cool. and I'd like get that. like new armor skins and stuff. I'd be all over that. That'd be amazing. Um, that kind of sounds like a like a fucking Warhammer game that's coming out in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Gotcha. I think that, that's it for the news. That's all of it. Well, I mean, it's, uh, news is going to get kind of light as we head towards the holiday season. It's mostly going to be like reviews and the game awards for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the game awards, it's half a time we're going to show. It's half a time we're going to show. I'm actually going to put the nominees here up on the screen. But anyway, what we're talking about today, we're going to run down all of the Game Award nominees. I'm going to list the nominees here. We're just going to start right at the top. Game of the Year is the one right at the top. I know that most people did that last. We don't really care here at the Geek Tank. We're just, we just roll over Looking everything. So we're just going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so Game of the Year nominees are Doom, Inside, Overwatch, Titanfall 2, 
and Uncharted 4. What an what an insane year, I got to say, for all these games. That's that's a like, that's a stacked list right there. Yeah, when I actually look yeah. at this list, I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Um personally, I would pick Overwatch because it's it's my game of the year. Um I part of me thinks that either Inside or Uncharted will win game of the year and because the game awards usually seem to go for Naughty Dog games, I think Uncharted 4 will probably win game of the year. Um, but my personal pick is Overwatch. Okay. Uh, my personal pick, actually, I'll say again, my personal pick is Overwatch. Um, and I'd probably say my objective pick would also be Overwatch. I think that Overwatch has its its backing with um, like this, like our. I don't want to say I don't want to make it seem like we're in- exclusive, but like you know the the hardcore gaming audience really does you know favor Overwatch in this situation. Um, it's one of the most watched games on know. Twitch. Uh, it's a very big game. I think that it has a shot. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if Insider Uncharted get it. I just don't want Uncharted to get it, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I think that it probably will. That's yeah. my thing. I lo- I liked over or uh, Uncharted a lot, and I thought it was really good. But I just feel like. But does it you know, does it have the same impact yeah. that Overwatch had though? Like no. I think Overwatch had a bigger impact on I the think. gaming on gaming in general sure because it's it's like once every couple of years that like a game comes out that everyone just gets on board with yeah and that's why i think it might win but honestly we might actually see it go the rocket league route too where it like didn't really pick up any of that stuff even though it was played by everybody but uh i don't know i don't know man we're going like a couple months strong it's still going so i know what i'm saying as far as like the like awards go Mm. But, um, I mean, Rocket League won a few of the awards it was nominated for last year. True, but as it far got, as like, uh, game of the year type got... thing, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I'll still put it behind Overwatch and say that I think that you know, uh, player enthusiasm behind Overwatch could put it in that spot. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Steve, what do you think? All right, for uh, the one that I think will win. Uh, as with uh, basically I said all the points I was going to say Dave uh, mm-hmm. Overwatch um, it's, just, I, it's, it's one of those games that like it came along and it's, it's like what Josh said it's it, it's one of those games that everyone just kind of got on board with and yeah. because of that I think it has a shot at winning um, even though uh, Uncharted 4 is in there and th- like if 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 Overwatch wasn't in this list, then it would be Uncharted 4 definitely. Um, as my like, this is that's probably the one that's going to win. But I think Overwatch might actually have the potential to give it a run for its money. Um, even though some diehard Sony fans would say it's a crying shame, but whatever. Um, as for yeah. personal pick, Inside, um, it would be fucking awesome if a uh, indie game actually got Game of the Year. That would be um, cool. I don't think it'll happen because the Game Awards is. I have opinions about it, and my opinions of about it would say that Inside does not have a chance of winning this at all. But it would be really cool if it does. <laughs> well, I know, okay. uh, I know a couple of people like podcasts I've been listening to are some of the electors for it, and you know they've been talking about how they think Inside could win, so they may vote for hmm. it. Who knows? Cool. But, we'll uh, see. Yeah. But it seems like everyone's just 
Overwatch or Uncharted. That seems like, like seems like the yeah consensus. yeah. Before I got oh. all the way down and saw Uncharted, I was like, yeah. Inside's totally gonna win. And I will, then I was like, Oh. I will say this though, and I love the fact that Titanfall Two is there, but Battlefield One is not. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of love that to be honest. I think that that's pretty cool. That like the game that that got cannibalized by it's Battlefield interesting. One is the one that's there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. I mean, Battlefield One yeah, isn't really like what? anything new, <laughs> other than the vignettes. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's nothing really new. Uh, it's technically amazing, and it's kind of a return to form for the series. But it's it. yeah, I don't know. That's curious. Um, I like it. <laughs> I don't know. That's, it must have been like a lot of the campaign design for Titanfall Two yeah, is probably that what probably people put it, over. put it way over. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the next category is best studio slash game direction, recognizing a, a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So first we have Blizzard for Overwatch. We have Dice for Battlefield One, Id Software for Doom, Naughty Dog for Uncharted Four, and Respawn for Titanfall Two. So, best studio and game direction. I'm gonna say Battlefield One is probably gonna win, and I would honestly give it to Battlefield One. Um, really? Over all of these, yeah. Uh, so both both personal and objective. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because while I like all of these games on this list, Battlefield 1, I used to be a huge fan of the series yeah. way back in the day. Like, 1942, I was obsessed with it. And as it went on, like, by the time we got to, like, Battlefield 4, I kind of fell out of it because I was like, this kind of, it's like, it's now it's just like it doesn't know what it wants to be and stuff. Battlefield 1 was kind of like, a step back like what made this game so good you know in the first place and then on top of that it has amazing technical uh it's, it's amazing technical piece it has a great story um and like everything from its ui design to its gameplay is fantastic and on top of that they pe they pulled off world war one yeah that's, so there's a lot to say for that from what to me i, I think it's Sorry to interrupt you, Josh. Just from what I saw of the game, I disagree with that statement, but that's neither here nor there. I'll let you continue. Okay, well, I had to play it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Battlefield 1 for both is honestly huh. mine. Okay. Um, my personal pick is is actually Blizzard. I I really like Overwatch's design. Honestly, it was the most out of the four of these. That one is the most appealing to me, as far five. as five. There's five games there. I'm, uh, I'm a little Dude, tired. Titanfall. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, we're gonna we're gonna ignore that. Okay, so out of these five again, games, uh, again, all these games rock. I yeah. played all of them, and they're all awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily give it to respawn. I don't think Titanfall Two is really like the most outstanding creative vision necessarily. Um, same with id software i mean it's 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 a modernized doom uh it's not like it's not Oops. super creative it's awesome but it's not like super 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 creative um i i, I honestly think that's a dead heat between blizzard and dice 
Uh, I prefer Blizzard. That's my personal preference. But if I'm going to say which one's going to win, it's going to be DICE. Because, honestly, Battlefield 1, objectively speaking, is, you know, the first game I've seen in a while that's pulled off World War One, Which, you know, that speaks a lot for considering the the current environment we're in with FPS games as of late. Like, where it's all just becoming space shooters, even though yeah, I play Titanfall 2. But the, you know, the, the fact that they were able to popularize and, you know pull off world war one speaks a lot and it stands a lot to their creative vision uh the way that, just the way the game is designed and you know and all that mm -hmm. so i'm uh, gonna be the voice of dissent here okay um for objective and the one i think it'll win same for both uh blizzard um why blizzard uh the story behind Overwatch, they had that, uh, it was originally supposed to be Titan, correct? Yeah. And then they kind of like, it didn't really work for them, and then they kind of scrapped it, and they took what they, they took what they could from it, and then they created Overwatch from that. That yeah. whole backstory, I think, kind of exemplifies what this particular category is about. Um, as far, like, they took something they were working on that didn't really work, and then they uh, they reworked it and they tweaked it and they they changed it around until it kind of did create a product that uh, a lot of people ended up really liking. Yeah. So I think from from my personal viewpoint, I think that deserves the award um, more than anything else in the category um, because like with Doom, it's a modernized take on Doom. Uncharted Four, it's another Uncharted game. Uh, Titanfall 2, it's uh, an improvement on the original Titanfall. Yeah. Um, and to, to, I guess, elaborate on why I kind of disagree with Battlefield 1, um, haven't played it, but from what I've seen of the game, um, there is a lot of automatic weapons in that game for it to be a World War One game. Um, so I don't actually view it as really capturing the time period or the kind of, I guess, the, the motif of World War One that well um, based on my perception and what I know of the first world war so that's why I'm not I don't think it does as much as it could have done Jesus what was that I was Josh's headset dying oh <laughs> <laughs> I know that so yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's why I, I think uh, Overwatch or I guess Blizzard um, for Overwatch should would be the one that I think best fits winning this category so yeah. that's just kind of my opinion <laughs> like i said it's you know it it feels like kind of a dead heat between the two of those for different reasons yeah and you know i don't necessarily disagree i mean i disagree that that it will get it but i think that you make a pretty good argument and that i wouldn't necessarily one i wouldn't be unhappy at all and i wouldn't be super surprised if they got it either i think the only <laughs> one where my mouth would legitimately like jaw would hit the floor is if titanfall got it uh, that's the only one that's really like okay what the fuck happened there but i think that'd be pretty cool though considering a lot of the messaging uh too recently has been like oh it didn't sell that well and battlefield one kind of cannibalized it and like that kind of stuff so it'd be kind of cool if it was like the phoenix from the ashes story yeah. where it like rose and still got the award against the uh the game that people consider as being the one that cannibalized it yeah i mean i i wanted to win something and I'm looking down the, the line. I'm hoping it wins something just to, <laughs> just to legitimize it. Cause I honestly, I think it's a fantastic game and I'm going to bring it up when we talk about our game of the year games. 
Um, but for now, I just hope it wins something. Not this. <laughs> this is not what it needs to win. All right. Um, so I scrolled down and realized just how many nominations there are. Yeah. There's a lot. So we're going to start like we're just going to have to like rapid fire a couple of these rapid fire all these next ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> say your piece in like a sense or two. Yeah. Cause, okay. All right. Best art direction. We have Abzu, Firewatch, well, Inside. Missed, oh, missed best missed narrative. narrative. Did I? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes. All right. Best narrative. Firewatch, they're like the same games. Yeah. Inside, <laughs> Mafia 3, Oxenfree, and Uncharted 4, Thieves' End. So I think that probably Inside will get it. I would say Uncharted 4 only because it's the only one of these five games that I've played. Oh. I mean, I played a little bit of Firewatch, but I wouldn't say that it's... Um, I, w- I wouldn't put it up there. Okay. Um, I personally would want Oxenfree to get it because out of, again, out of the four, five of these, god damn, uh, the five of these, that's the only <laughs> one I've played. Um, but I, deep down, I know Uncharted's going to get it. That's the objective pick. Um, for me, either Firewatch or Oxenfree is the one I'd like to see win it. Again, just because it's a smaller game, so it'd be really nice to see that smaller game get recognized for some of the achievements it made. Um, but realistically, I think Uncharted's going to get it for reasons I don't feel I need to elaborate on. Truth. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be Insider Uncharted, like yeah. without question. All right. Best uh, best art direction. We have Abzu, Firewatch, Inside, Overwatch, and Uncharted Four: Thieves' End. Can we all just say Overwatch? Is that yes? Yes. All right. That's what I've got. Overwatch. Objective really and subjective pick. With, um, with, with a... subjective. Yeah, no. <laughs> I say yeah. uh, I say objective Overwatch subjective. I actually kind of want Abzu to get it. Okay. I thought Abzu was really I, good, really good art director. I I one of the things that originally grabbed me with Overwatch um, was the art style. So like that's like, I yeah I'd say objective and and personal pick I'd for say, Overwatch. It's, it's like a fifty fifty with Abzu and Overwatch for me. I really like Abzu's art direction. It's understandable. Yeah. It's a pretty game. It is. All right. Best music and sound design. We have Battlefield One, Doom, Inside, Res Infinite, and Thumper. Honestly, my object, my my subjective pick, I'm gonna go with Battlefield because I just think like the game with headphones on sounds just amazing. Doom also, but like the music in Doom didn't really stand out to me. It's just like random heavy metal. But like, I feel like probably Res Infinite or Thumper will win. Really. Yeah, I don't know why. I just have that because they're games that are literally about sound. Yeah, so true. So like, if they don't get the sound right, then it's like, what? What was the point? You know what I true. mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my subjective pick is Doom because I mean, come on, Josh, I'm heavy metal guy, so of course <laughs> I'm gonna fucking love Doom. Um, I probably agree that uh the objective pick probably gonna be Res. Probably give it to Res. They uh. Mm-hmm. They're about sound design. That's what they are. So you know, I, I have to give it to them. Um, I didn't play anything on the list for this, so I have absolutely no idea what the objective right. pick would be. Yeah. But I'd like to see Thumper get it because that's a game that caught my eye when it came out on Steam, and I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So the next one is best performance. And... I'm going to tell you right now, half of it is Uncharted. Yes, so, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Alex Hernandez as Lincoln Clay, Mafia 3. 
Sissy Jones as Delilah in Firewatch, Emily Rose as Elena in Uncharted, Nolan North as Nathan Drake in Uncharted, uh, Rich Sommer as Henry in Firewatch, and then Troy Baker as Sam Drake in Uncharted. Um, I'm going to say that <sighs> either Troy Baker and Nolan North will probably win, I'd probably I'd I'd kind of like to see Emily Rose win. Uh but I don't and I heard this tiny scree from Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I kind of uh, I'd kind of like to see Emily Rose win uh, as opposed to uh the other two. Yeah, I mean I I think that no one's gonna be surprised if Nolan North or Troy Baker get it. No, like no one's gonna be sitting there like, "Oh wow, what a surprise!" Oh man, what a surprise win the from two, Troy Baker. Yeah, the two best male voice actors in the business. Uh, honestly, I, I don't even, I didn't play Uncharted, Firewatch, or Mafia Three, so I, like, I don't have a reference here. So I have to yeah. just say, objectively speaking, I think Nolan North takes it. Uh, subjectively speaking, I'll get on board with you and say it'd be nice if Emily Rose took it. So on my short list I have beside me, my notes for this one are one of the four or one of the three people who did Uncharted Four voices. <laughs> um, and for the one I'd like to see when I'd like to see Sissy Jones for for her performance in Firewatch win. I've no I thought it was so. I thought it was real good. So. <clears throat> I'm going to name these next ones and I'm going to be honest I haven't played a single one me neither so, neither I, so can we skip it alright <laughs> games for impact award I have no clue so we're just going to skip over yeah yeah. Well, let's read, I, I've let's seen... read the nominees but just let's not I will yeah. read them but I have no idea yeah we have 1979 revolution we have block block hood right yeah. I've, I have heard of that game before what is it, is it... it's like I believe it's like a management game where you just build stuff like mm. like really weird and abstract structures but i'm not 100 percent sure on that mm. but i remember like seeing it on rocket for shotgun and being like oh that looks really cool mm. um we have orwell which great name yeah um we have sea hero quest and we have that dragon cancer that's the only which, one i've heard of that's which, the only one i've heard of and i'm just like i can't play that i will be emotionally distraught yeah no thank you <laughs> yeah i'm okay yeah after kyle described it i was like yeah i was like i have no i'm all right i have no interest in touching that game i have no interest in be- being in perpetual emotional pain for like yeah. another for a month <laughs> after playing it yeah no thanks um I'm good so now we have best independent game so the nominees are firewatch hyper light drifter inside stardew valley and the witness that is stacked. I played most of these um i really really dug hyper light drifter uh i also really dug stardew valley the witness i liked for the first two hours and then i just got to all these puzzles i couldn't figure out and i stopped playing but i appreciate it for what it is but if i had to give if i had to give one of these a score or not a score but like p- pick one to win I would honestly say, God, it's so hard. I'm I'm stuck between Stardew Valley and Hyper Light Drifter because I really liked them both. Um, I was I'm gonna say Inside is probably gonna win, 
but I would personally rather see Stardew Valley win. I think that would probably be my cho my choice, yeah. just because of just how impactful it was and how I love. I think it was one of the best openings of a game in years. Yeah, um, I guess I feel kind of similar. I my subjective pick is also Stardew Valley. I really love that game. It actually. Um, back in March when I picked it up, it helped me get through some depression actually, because it was just such a nice game to sit down and play. So um, I, that's that's my subjective pick. But honestly, my objective, what I think will actually win, is the witness. I think the witness had this like interesting, had this real mass critical appeal. Same with the inside, but I don't know. I feel like the witness is like um, as far as like the way people talked about it, it's like one of the best games that's come out in a very long time, especially in the indie platform. So it's like you know and i know people who have sank endless amounts of hours into that game yeah it's because so, it takes forever yeah so honestly if i was going to go off of which one i felt made more of an impact on people i think the witness did that whereas i think inside still a great game i'm just not hearing as many people talk about inside as the witness hmm. Hmm. um for the one i think is going to get it i'm going to go with uh, exact same picks as josh i think inside will probably win it um, and Stardew Valley is the one I'd like to see win it because that game came out of fucking nowhere yeah. and took I people know. by storm. So, so if all three of My us have God. said, so if all three of us have said Stardew Valley, why can't Stardew Valley just win? <laughs> because that's not how the game awards work. Uh, Dave. Yeah, that's not how the game awards work. Uh, <laughs> because honestly, uh, Stardew Valley is also not on consoles yet. Yeah, and I feel like most of the people that vote in these vote very console centric. So. Uh, inside will probably win just because yeah. of that sure. um so next is best mobile and handheld game so i've played Fucking a couple of these category <laughs> so we have clash royale which i've actually heard is pretty good but i haven't, I haven't tried it yeah fire emblem fates monster hunter generations pokemon go and severed so i literally <laughs> only played like a farting noise go. for pokemon go day <laughs> <laughs> so i've only played pokemon go would I pick it? No. Um, <laughs> Pokemon Go. <laughs> um, I think Pokemon Go will win. <laughs> but I also just haven't played any of these other games. So I have no idea. Um, I think we all know Pokemon Go is going to win. But uh, honestly, I need to see any of these other games win. Even Clash Royale, uh, I I I want Fire Emblem Fates to take it because I actually, even though I haven't played much of it, I did play uh, Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS when I had a 3DS. Really enjoyed what I could play of it, but I just got busy and I couldn't finish it. Um, have I can seriously consider getting a 3DS, a new 3DS again uh, when Fates came out because that looked like such an interesting premise. I loved that the idea of that story. Um, mm -hmm. And if they pour it to the Switch, by God, I'm buying it. But uh, that's what I want to see because honestly, I just think it's a much better game. And same, even Monster Hunter. Like honestly, I have those games, and I hear Severed's amazing too. Just pick one of those. Just don't don't pick Pokemon Go. Don't do it. Pokemon Go is gonna win. You know it's gonna win. Yeah, it's gonna win. Pokemon Pokemon Go is my one that I Davey didn't fart there. There you go. <laughs> um, is the one I think is gonna win. 
Um, but I'd like to see uh, either of the 3DS games that are nominated, so Fire Emblem Fates or Monster Hunter Generations get it, because I think they're a much, 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 much better quality game as far as the way they are built, designed, yeah. and um, and what have you. So I, I hate how they lump the friggin' handheld games with the mobile games. Mm. Yeah, that's dumb. <sighs> so frustrating. All right, best VR game. So again, I don't think we can even vote on this because I don't have a headset yet. So I, I've never played any. I am too afraid of yeah. barfing. Me too. To even invest in VR. Amazing. <laughs> maybe ne- maybe next year I'll be able to comment. Yeah just, uh, yeah. just read off the nominees and we'll go. We'll keep going. All right. Uh, so we have Batman, Arkham VR, Eve Valkyrie, Job Simulator, Res Infinite, and Thumper. I'm pretty sure Job Simulator is going to win because that's you the think? one I hear people talk about all the time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Even in my office, that's the one game out of all these I hear about all the time. So, cool. Probably. Um, best action game: we have Battlefield One, we have Doom, Gears of War Four, Overwatch, or Titanfall Two. Uh, See, I wanted right? to say Doom, and then I, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say Doom, and then I saw Overwatch, and I was like, I, and I don't wouldn't even put that in action. But, well, okay, it's because it's, sure. it's first-person shooters are a derivative of, of the action genre, which is why they're all of these are shooter-based games. Yeah. Actually, what four of the five are first-person shooters, and Gears is a third-person shooter. So yeah, yeah there you go. It's a, weird, <laughs> it's a weird category, man. Yeah. Um. Because like action games would also uh, I, like describe platformers and like stuff like Bayonetta and like. <laughs> yeah, I think Overwatch will win. I kind of want Doom to win, as much as I love Overwatch and it's my game of the year. I just really want Doom to win something because I loved it so much. Um, I want all of these games to win. I love I, I, I love all of these games. I can't. It's hard. Um, I they're all super good. Personally, oh my god, this is hard. Um, I'll say objectively speaking. Fuck, uh, Doom probably. Right. <laughs> I think Doom is probably the objective one. I think that, um, as far as like gamer opinion goes on that, like people were blown away by how good that campaign was, and same with Battlefield. But I think Doom was even crazier to, to an even crazier degree. Um, very much the return of the uh, of the retro shooter, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people really uh really connected with that and i think that's what's gonna propel that to the best action game personally fuck um i'm juggling between gears overwatch and titanfall um uh, uh, titanfall i guess (laughs) i can't pick between those three it's really like i gears i loved for how much how much of a huge like they took already a great series and made it even better like that's what gears 4 is it's just a better gears which is you know amazing and i enjoyed it a lot and you know played through the whole thing really enjoyed my experience overwatch was a great game to play with my friends i you know really loved playing with josh and you know we did our streams um sunk a lot of time into the game titanfall is the game that i don't need to anybody to to feel like i want to play it with like i literally i can play titanfall 2 by myself and be completely happy. Um, so I love them all for different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But if I gotta give it to somebody, I for that exact reason I stated for Titanfall, I have to give it to Titanfall too. 
Okay. Um, I think Doom should like should win it's this hard, category. Right? Um, and I think Doom might win this category. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's there's a like a bunch of serious competition in, in here, so I'm not. Like, I don't really have a reason for why it would, other than just that. Um, it kind of brought back the uh, the kind of retro arena type shooter with, or I guess not arena shooter, but like the re- like the more retro style FPS game yeah. with Doom, and they did it quite well. So um, it'd be it'd be nice if since we didn't, I didn't think Doom was gonna win. I guess maybe. Yeah, I didn't think Doom was going to win at anything else. I think up to this point, but like, it'd be nice if it got best action game. Yeah, because I think it it did uh, it was quite good. So, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, best action adventure game. We have Dishonored Two, Hitman, Hyperlight Drifter, Ratchet and Clank, and Uncharted Four, of course. Uh. I think probably Uncharted will win. If I had to choose one, I would actually go with Hyper Light Drifter. Um, because I think that it is just a really beautiful game that has this, it's almost like, it's like almost Souls-like in its approach. Like uh, it's obtuse and beautiful and just really, really cool. Um I, part of me wants to say Dishonored 2, but again, it's like the, like we talked about last week. I like Dishonored 2, but it just feels like more pizza. Yeah. You know? So, and it's like the same with Hitman and to some extent Uncharted 4. It's like just more pizza. And Pizza's Hyper Light Drifter felt like a new take on a very classic genre. And so, like, part of me wants to give it to that. But, I mean, all of these games are, are good, again, which is the problem. Yeah. Um, I haven't played all of these, so... Actually, I played none of these. I'm sorry. Um, if I gotta go with... If I gotta go with objective, I gotta go with unfarted. Um, yeah. And subjective, though, I gotta go with Ratchet & Clank. Because I actually, between the two Sony series, I prefer Ratchet & Clank to Uncharted. Um, simply for its, you know how goofy it is and gameplay wise i just prefer the game i mean it's not a not a, not a shot at uncharted but you know i just as, as far as my own preference goes i prefer ratchet yeah. and clank um mine is again agreeing with you guys probably going to go to uncharted um i want to say hyperlight is the one i want to win but I played that as well and unlike josh i do not have as high opinion of that game um, for various reasons, I haven't gone back and tried it with the 60 FPS patch to see if that fixed some of them. Um, so I guess Ratchet and Clank because it was kind of the return of a very sort of just fun and bright game, like which for like a while we haven't really had lots of those except like in the indie space. So I, I guess that would be my yeah. my like my subjective pick. Use colors, developers. <laughs> I like colors. All right. Best role-playing game. We have Dark Souls 3, Jesus. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Witcher 3, Wild, Wild Hunt. Hunt, Blood and Wine, specifically the DLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. World of Warcraft, Legion, 
and Xenoblade Chronicles X. So, Witcher will probably win. I did not play the DLC, so I don't know. But if I had to pick one of these, I would, I would go with Legion. The reason I'd go with Legion is because obvious. Well, <laughs> other than just my undying love for yeah. Warcraft and everything Blizzard, I think Legion is the best World of Warcraft has been in almost ten years. And shit. And that's not a small feat. A heck of a statement. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. And they've also just like everything that was wrong with the last expansion fixed. It's like yeah. we listen to you, and there's a roadmap, and it's like here's all this stuff. Like it's just really, really incredible. So I th- that's what I would pick. I'm pretty sure Witcher Three will win. Uh, the the blood and wine expansion will probably win. Hmm. I feel differently. Um, I feel that if I was gonna say objectively, I'd say Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Um, I think that that game hit real hard as far as like the uh, reviews go. Um, granted, the talk has kind of died off about it, but from what I heard, people really really love that game. I know you played it, Josh. Um, I did. So I liked it a lot. Yeah. So I think it has a decent shot. Honestly, I. I can't see them picking Blood and Wine because it's awesome that they nominated it because they acknowledge that Blood and Wine is literally an expansion for The Witcher 3 is good enough to be considered its own game for the most part. That's I pretty did the awesome. same thing with World of Warcraft. Yeah, World of Warcraft as well, but I don't know. I just like it that it's The Witcher's like a single-player game that doesn't require a description mm-hmm. or anything. So, uh, True. Uh, so I'll give it to Deus Ex for the objective pick. Subjectively speaking... Come on, guys. I'm the giant robot guy. I got to pick Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, because I haven't even played it. But, uh, you know, I like my JRPGs. Um, I'm definitely planning on playing it at some point, whether I get it for the Wii U or it's apparently there's rumors it's going to be ported to the Switch. So I'd probably get it for Switch if I was going to if, if it ends up being true. Um, of course, that's completely subjective and for the dumbest reason possible. So feel free to disregard it. Whatever. Um for my <laughs> for the one I think is going to win it uh, same with Dave I think Deus Ex is going to get it um, just because like, I think critically that game had uh, quite a quite a big impact Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily view some of the other stuff in here as being a big competition I don't know I kind of want to say Witcher 3 would get it because Witcher 3 did quite well at the Game Wars last year but I don't know I'm not sure um, and for subjective pick, uh, Dark Souls 3, because the Souls fans, my god, every time there is a video game award, those motherfuckers always get so salty because their games never get picked. <laughs> you know? like, like last year, like, Bloodborne, yeah, no, Bloodborne was last year, right? Bloodborne, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Bloodborne was robbed! <laughs> Best game like, ever! During, like, the goatees for all the different sites, during the video game awards, just constantly, I'm like, I just, I want dark souls 3 to get so all the souls fans can finally finally have their day well, see, they can finally celebrate well, see, Steve, Steve, <laughs> if that's the case then i want witcher 3 to get it just to rub it in dark souls face like literally oh you blood, piece of shit Bloodborne was beat by the by the by the full game and then dark souls 3 was beat by the fucking expansion so. <laughs> oh my god no you gotta oh, don't let them be salty let them have their day oh i need the salt <laughs> i need what all the salt what i want to know 
is I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> well, Let's move sure. on then. Moving on. Best fighting game. Yeah. Best fighting game. Uh, Killer Instinct Season 3, King of Fighters 14, Pocken Tournament, and Street Fighter 5. I played none of these. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I played one of them. but I, I, I have not played any of them. Actually, I played Street Fighter 5, and even then, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't nominate it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who will win, but I'd like to see King of Fighters, uh, fourteen win. That that's fourteen, right? X I V. That's yeah, that's 14. fourteen. That is fourteen. I think, um, yeah, so I'd like to see that one win. I think objectively speaking, King of Fighters is probably going to win because I think it's the, uh, it's the one that was released this year. That it's a, it's not like season three where it's like a, it's an expansion to an already released game. Uh, King of King of Fighters is, it's, of course, it's a full release of a new game, and. Mm-hmm. I think that as far as between the three of those, I mean, we've got Street Fighter, which would just had controversy all over it. I don't think I think it would be odd if that one got picked. Pokemon oh my god, if that game gets it. Oh my Jesus. god, there's gonna be so much rage. Uh, Pokemon tournament. Uh, I know it's a Pokemon fighting game. I don't, I don't think that's really gonna be. I, again, I think the, well, the, the fighting the fighting gamers like the fighting game gamers are gonna not exactly like Pokemon tournament getting it. Um, I mean, it might get it just because Nintendo. Yeah, but. <laughs> that's, that's true, but that's why I think King of Fighters is probably going to get it because it's probably the one that most fighting game people would probably get behind between the four mm-hmm. of these. Um, yeah. This time it's actually four because I'm not I'm a little bit more awake now. Uh, subjectively speaking, though, I think that Iron Galaxy does a really good job with Killer Instinct. I really love what they've done with it. I think it's a great, great, great fighting game. I hope that gets it, but at the same time, I don't think there's much hope for that. I think that King of Fighters is the one that's going to get it. Yeah, I I said my piece. Like I I I hope the King of Fighters gets it, but like I don't know who who would. So yeah. I don't know. I have no opinion. Okay, well, let's move on then. Best family game, best Dragon Quest game. Builders. You're... What are you ta- No, best family game. That's the next one. Strategy we, game we... is the one afterwards. Are we reading the? I'm reading the one from the uh from the forum. Are you reading the one from? That's the not website? what I'm reading. Oh no no, no. I'm I'm reading off of the uh off of the website oh okay yeah my mistake because Josh was reading best, off the one from the website best family and game lost. Dragon Quest Builders Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens Pokemon Go here it is sorry Ratchet and Clank and Skylanders Imagine Imaginators Josh Josh we're gonna get the beep again wait for it wait for it come on Okay, I guess we're not getting the beep. But uh, so I guess I'll, I'll talk about mine. So I think, I mean, come on. We all know that uh, Pokemon Go is going to get it. Uh, yeah. That's just, that's, I, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me on that one. Um, subjectively speaking, any of these other ones would be great. <laughs> <laughs> subjectively speaking, pick one. It's fine. I'll get behind yeah. it. Uh, Josh, you back now? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I said, uh, like I wanted to play Dragon Quest Builders, but I haven't played it yet, so I have no frame of reference. I would say uh, Ratchet and Clank's probably gonna win. Really? Yeah. I said Pokemon Go. Yeah, I'd say Pokemon. Pokemon Go, as well. Go is already probably gonna get its mobile reward. So. Okay. No one said it. Stuff. No one said what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Best strategy game. Alrighty. 
this is civilization a- six yeah. we're done it's over <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this one's tight. Like this one's this one's a, this one's a yeah. race here. Fire Emblem Fates, The Banner Saga Two, Total War Warhammer, and XCOM Two. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I think Civ Six will win, and I think and I want Civ Six to win. Um, I don't know. Civ Six is dope. So good. I think that that's 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 hard to say because I haven't played Civ Six. The only one I've played out of these is XCOM Two. And that can kick my fucking ass. So I'm going to pick That's it. That's XCOM. XCOM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to pick it for my subjective because it kicked my fucking ass. And I respect that. Uh, as far as the objective goes, probably give it to Civ 6 too. Probably. I, I'd say that, like, it's as far as what I'm. Uh, what I'm hearing about it it's you know a great fucking game and i think that that's probably gonna be the one that's that it and they're both fair axis games honestly i think that's where the real the real dead heat is is between xcom 2 and civil civ 6 because honestly yeah. with xcom 2 like pc gamers are losing their fucking minds over xcom 2 um yeah yeah so i think that it's a dead heat but i think civ 6 will edge it out um not to to have an original opinion i think that civ 6 is going to win it <laughs> um it came in with a huge splash and uh people seem to quite like it um so i i I think it'll probably win i'd like to see uh the banner saga 2 or total war warhammer win um because i think both of those games are pretty awesome um the banner saga 2 being the follow-up to what i think was a, a very well designed indie game in the banner saga and total war warhammer taking the total war um series and just going like full balls to the walls with it and just running with the warhammer stuff and just going completely batshit crazy with it and making it just completely over the top awesome so solid cool cool all right moving on best sports slash racing game I have, have no, I have no. Opinion I have no. I have literally one. no opinions on this entire. I do. Like uh, I, all right, I wrote a name fucking... it. Whatever it is, it's game of the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just say Forza Horizon Three. Both. It's a beautiful game. Oh, wait. Great racing wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. I changed my opinion. I want FIFA Seventeen to win because it was developed by EA Canada. Okay. Fuck y'all. <laughs> and thus a rival- says the Canadian and, and, and thus a rivalry was born <laughs> all, all I'll say for any of these is I was walking through the office the other day and I saw some people playing pro evolution soccer and for a quick second I thought they were just watching soccer hashtag fuck Konami hashtag fuck Konami <laughs> yeah. best multiplayer game do I even have to open this can we just say overwatch, overwatch. no let's have the discussion about it all right, Battlefield One, Gears Four, Overcooked, which I really want to play. Yeah. Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege, Titanfall Two. Still say Overwatch on both counts. I think Overwatch will get it, and it will win it. Yeah, I'll in say my, that too. In my heart and in the heart of everyone else. I just wanted you to give it. I, I want you to list it, but I'll say both. I uh, I think Overwatch will get it. I'd like to see Rainbow Six Siege get it. Um, the reason for that, even though I do not like ubisoft very much or their games um i think yeah you weren't recording this yet um but before the podcast we were talking about uh or maybe we weren't no no, no it was before the podcast I've um i was saying that a couple times so <laughs> <laughs> um i was saying that rainbow six siege um because of all the updates and and like patching and work that ubisoft has done on it and all the support they've put into it it actually has a higher player count now than it did 
at launch and i because of that I'd, I'd like to see it get some recognition in a more um just in a more kind of wide spectrum than just like occasion like a few articles being like oh hey that game that uh you know ubisoft launched it didn't do too well it's it's doing all right now because yeah. they kept supporting it and like it's actually really good yeah so. i played the beta and i liked it a lot it showed great esports potential also like just in the beta like from all the stuff i saw i was like wow this has so much potential yeah but yeah i haven't played it since it launched so hmm. yeah that would be cool i think overwatch probably probably win yeah that. it's overwatch yeah, i can see that um i mean there's a bunch of other stuff that's like fans choice but i don't really care about any of that stuff, unless you guys care. Well, I mean, uh, the esports stuff we could probably skip. Except for best yeah. esports yeah. game, though. I mean, I think that that has some. Oh yeah, worth talking that's about. is that one of them? That's the thing best I can esports game. Yeah. Can we just say yeah. Overwatch? <laughs> no, I think that's, a, that's this is a conversation that's worth having because I mean, my Dota two, CS:GO, League of Legends, Overwatch, and Street Fighter Five. Yeah. So, you're Overwatch for both. Yeah, I mean, they're about to launch a league, like an MLB league for Overwatch. I mean that's unprecedented. So, yeah. I mean, subjectively, I'm with you on that. But honestly, uh, good luck to them taking on League and Counter Strike. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was gonna say. League or Counter Strike are probably gonna win it. Yeah, because that's I, I, if I was gonna settle with one, I'd say probably Counter Strike. I I if I was gonna settle with one, I'd go. Go what? I'd I'd go with League of Legends. Oh, okay. Well. So that's another rivalry right. was born. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you, Dave. We're almost there. I want to talk about Trending uh, Gamer as well. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know. So we have Angry Joe, Boogie, Daniel Dwyer, Jap, Septa, whatever. Jacksepticeye. Jacksepticeye. And then Lyric. I don't know who don't half know who these Lyric people is. are. Um. I, do you know who Nor Andrew, do I really care who or if any of them win. I, I don't know. Okay, care. well, I'll talk about my opinion then. Uh, <laughs> subjectively speaking, I hope Boogie gets it. Uh, he's one of my favorite YouTubers, and I honestly, I've been with him for three or four years at this point. I uh, found him way back when he did his uh, his Francis thing about Mass Effect 3, and <laughs> been watching him ever, ever since, mostly because that's actually due to friggin' uh, Colin's video on IGN, actually. Uh <laughs> So I guess thanks, Colin. Even though he used it in like a he used that footage in like a, a way to try and shame Boogie, which was you know shitty, but whatever. Um, I still really liked. I, I honestly I love the story of this guy. He's you know very much like the rags to riches type. He's you know built himself up from nothing. You know working a retail job like me, except he was even shittier conditions. And you know just you know really great guy. Really love Boogie Two Nine Eight. I hope he gets it. Um, objectively speaking. Uh, I think there's like uh between like the electors at this point, like some of the podcasts I've been listening to, there's definitely a push to get Danny O'Dwyer in there. Mm-hmm. But um, which I think he's a good guy too. Uh, honestly, I've seen him on come, the kind of funny uh, games cast. He's a really nice dude. Um, I think if either Jack Septicai or Angry Joe post something saying "Hey, vote for me," then either they could go to either of them because they have such a huge fan base. That I think they'd just instantly rally behind them and they'd have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat. I'd like to see Boogie get it because I like from I don't watch his videos regularly, but from what I have seen of his videos, he's a he's a real sweet guy, and I think it'd be really nice if he got 
the award. Yeah. Um, but I like if Angry Joe or Jack posts like a thing out to their fans, especially Jack guys fans. His fans are fucking crazy. Yeah. They're they're like some of the most excited and dedicated people I have seen on the internet. If he says go vote for me, like I just tried to snap my fingers and my fingers are sweaty, so it did not work. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There that we go. worked. Um, there you go. You got it. Then, All then day. they like they you know they drop of the hat. They go out. They vote for me. You could easily get it that way. Um, I'd also like. I also think that with the amount of push I see for Mr. O'Dwyer to get it from different uh, podcasts, that might happen. But I just with the fan base that uh, Angry Joe and and Jack have, I think they could they could probably. I guess yeah. Jack. It's not Jack's not even his real name. I don't know why I'm, but um, like I think they could more easily obtain it. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, best fan creation. Super tiny now because half yeah, the nominees got eliminated. Yeah. Fuck so, you, Nintendo. <laughs> so we have Brutal Doom 64, and we have Enderall, the Shards of Order. Uh, Brutal Doom 64 is, isn't it Doom 64? But the Brutal Doom mod guys did it. I guess changed it. I'm guessing that's what it is, which is cool. Uh. For those of you that don't know what Enderall, the Shards of Order, is, it is basically these guys took the modding tools for Skyrim and just made their own game. And that's what Enderall, Shards of the Order, is. It literally uses assets from uh, Skyrim and stuff, but it's fully voice acted. It has a, an entire campaign, its own world map, like tons of stuff. It's huge. Yeah. And um, it took them years to make. And uh, it's pretty cool. I haven't I haven't downloaded or messed with it, but uh, I've 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 read into it, and it's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, objectively speaking, I think Brutal Doom is going to get it, um, just simply from its, its popularity at this point. Uh, subjectively speaking, uh, Pokemon Uranium. fuck you nintendo fuck you nintendo (laughs) guys worked for i would actually agree with you i think pokemon uranium would just would have deserved it if it was still there yeah so that that's my piece on that i uh i don't know which one of the two remaining nominees will get it but i would have liked to have seen uh the metroid remake get it because i really like metroid and fuck you nintendo fuck you nintendo (laughs) All right, last one. We'll get we'll get through this night, hell or high water. <laughs> Most anticipated game. We have God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect Andromeda, Red Dead Redemption 2, and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I think Mass Effect will win, and I want all of them to win. <laughs> Except Red Dead, maybe. But... Oh no. Oh, okay. Uh, objectively, actually, I think Zelda will get it. Um, I think that game's got yeah. a lot of hype behind it, and it's you know, I think this incoming news that it could be getting delayed is going to cause a lot of fan rage. Yeah. Um, and that just proves how anticipated it is. Uh, personally speaking, subjectively, I hope Horizon gets it. Um, I'm very interested in that game. I think it's a very very awesome new IP. Um, I'm glad that Guerrilla Games is trying something new instead of making another Kill Zone. Uh, real excited about it. Uh, I'm also excited about Mass Effect and Andromeda, but if you're going to ask which one I'm more hyped about, Horizon. Um, the only one that I would be legitimately pissed about if it got it would be Red Dead. Because Red Dead we've seen nothing of. We've seen one minute of pre-rendered cinematic and that's it. 
not pre-rendered, I'm sorry, rendered cinematic. So uh, we've seen what the engine looks like, but we have seen no, nothing. No, it's all in-engine. It was just yeah, but we've seen in-engine. nothing of that game. We have seen yeah. a lot of Horizon. We've seen some of Andromeda. We saw a little bit of God of War, and we've seen a lot of Breath of the Wild. So if Red Dead gets it, I'm going to be like, all right, fuck you guys. Like, you know, like... It's on name recognition like alone. You guys, I'm about to say like, you guys are the representation of pre-order culture. Fuck you guys. So to to keep the salt train rolling, I think Red Dead's gonna get it simply because of Fuck name you. recognition. <laughs> Fuck I don't want them to. And thus the rivalry think, was solidified. <laughs> but I think they will because the name Rockstar is attached to it, and when Red Dead Redemption Two was announced, the internet came. Like, just yeah. there was so much jizz everywhere. Um, Nintendo fans are also batshit crazy, so I think Breath of the Wild might have a chance of that. Um, but I like I just because it's a Rockstar game, I think Red Dead will probably get it. Um, okay. I right now, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I of the games listed, the only one that I have any interest in is Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, even though I don't have a PlayStation, and I would not buy a PlayStation for one game, but um, that would be the one that would be cool to see it win it. So yeah, um, I'm actually gonna probably as much as I'm hyped for all of these except for Red Dead, really. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm interested, but I'm not like, I'm not like, oh my god, Red Dead. I'm just like, okay, when it happens, I'll see. You know, like I do the same thing with every Rockstar game. I'm like, one of these days, one of these will appeal to me. Maybe they never do, but. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn got me so excited that I started laugh crying. So I think I'll probably say I want that to win. Uh, and I even remember the moment. It was the moment when uh, she, like in the E3, the original E3 trailer, when she's like harpooning it and like harpooning it to the ground yeah. or whatever. Oh my god, dude! Like, that's so I fucking felt, cool. I felt, I felt tears in my eyes, and I was just like laughing, like so excited, like I was about, I was on the verge of tears. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> I wish like, I, I can't wait to play game. this. See, I never get that excited about stuff. That's why I was so surprised when it was happening. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for this." Um, God of War looks great, but I didn't have that reaction. And I, I actually am a huge fan of the series. I love all the God of War games except for the the last one that came out, the Ascension one. I didn't really play that. But uh, I'm excited for the new direction, and I love I, I love Norse mythology, so uh, that'll be cool. Mass Effect, it's like more Mass Effect, so I'm excited. But it's also like I haven't seen enough, so I have like no idea what to expect. And then uh, Zelda, I'm really excited for, but you know, it seems like one of those games where I'm gonna play it and then. I'll either say, cool, I finally got another Zelda game, or like it'll blow me away or something, but right now it's it's all Horizon. Likewise. I think that's it. And that is it. We did it. We got through. We, we got did through it. it all. Oh my god. And we get to talk about it again when I think on Yeah, and it's gonna be next week, so not next week's show, but the week after we get to talk about all the results. Yeah. Cool. Very true. All right. Well, 
that has been it for this episode of the Geek Tank. Remember to like, favorite, and subscribe this video on Twitch and on YouTube and all those good things. Uh, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud if you want to find our RSS feed and listen to us every single week. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.